to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. For, for, for God's sakes, this is the second time we're trying to do this today. <laughs> um, I like last two, three times, keep saying it's Rosie Trance last time. I don't know. I'm, my, my problem, I, I already told you before, I'm trying to get the two guests, uh, Lynn Chalcroft, probably not even saying her last name right, so <laughs> Mitch Hepberg's wife, and um, now, I'm, I'm sorry, I just walked to Rosie's Strand. It was very hot, so I'm spaced out. So I'm trying to get two guests on this sh for my last episode, 150. 149 is um, talking about what happened last four years. And I'm in episode 148, which is broken up to a bunch of pieces, <laughs> interviewing a bunch of different people. I'm, out, I'm running out of alphabets. So anyway. It will be done. I'm not. I'm not doing one of those, Rosie. I'm not doing one of those, going out of the business, and you know. And, and then you're not really going out of business. Yeah, <laughs> trying to trick people. Believe <laughs> me, my my podcast is on cancer. It's dying. So, <laughs> I like to thank. I think there's about pretty good thousand people actually been kind of pretty faithful, which over is the, over the last what two three years, with the podcast. Yeah, I think I've been doing it. What? How many years is this? Probably three years, three and a half. Long so time. a good two, three thousand core of hardcore fans, and the rest were fair weather fans. Uh, let's not get let's not get carried away. <laughs> hardcore listeners. If you say two thousand, it sounds like uh, one of those wildlings <laughs> to make a Game of Thrones <laughs> reference. No, people download two thousand, whatever, but that doesn't mean every one listened to it. You know? Yeah, some of them are women and children, and they can't fight. Yeah. And some of them are giants. So, <laughs> so there. Anyway, I'm I'm here with Rosie. This is uh, June thirtieth, uh, twenty sixteen. Um, we are four days away from our Independence Day. Um, I walked over here because I need to lose weight. So anyway, I'm I. If I sound exhausted, it's because I'm old and walking three and a half miles in ninety five degree weather does take a lot of toll. It shouldn't. Today was the first time this guy walked past me. I'm usually always the fastest person walking the street. I was shocked. It's never, it hasn't happened. Yoshi ever. is a very fast walker. I've walked with him before, but and he this just Mexican, leaves me behind. This Mexican dude was walking fast, and he wasn't walking fast because immigration was chasing him or something. <laughs> I was going to say he wasn't running from the cops. <laughs> he, he, walked, he had a faster pace than I am. So anyway, I'm here, and I would like to talk to Rosie because she's very smart. And um, it's always fun to talk about women's issue. And she's very, you know, she's always, I could reason with her. Like, if, 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 if I do something mad, she usually asks me, like, why did you do that? <laughs> and I explain to her, then it's usually one third of the time, okay, I understand why you did it. Other thirds, like, huh, that sounds like a border. <laughs> and the last third's like, I'm just being an asshole. So, um, before I jump and ask a bunch of question in uh, question of the day, and, and then jump to Game of Thrones, how's it going? You live in a new place. It's beautiful. You, it, it's very nice. It just looks like a place that you could put a picture in Architectural Digest. Wow! Thanks for the compliment, Yoshi. Do you even look at Architectural Digest? 
Yeah. That magazine <laughs> ma- name. I feel like it's a rich person's magazine because it's all just high end furniture and high end um, design. All right. M- maybe it's not that level, but it's it's very nice. Like, you know, you know how I love. I use toilet paper to uh, <laughs> clean my face when I'm eating dinner and stuff, right? <laughs> paper plates. All right. So if you're comparing that, you have you have you have AC. I was living in the house. It was 118 degree one day, 111. Oh my god, it was so hot. It was just like I just want to die. It was just so hot. It, you um, can't even think clear. So things are going good. Um, we haven't heard from our nasty neighbors. So that's good, and things are going good. We're investing and. You're working hard. You guys are healthy. Doing our thing. I don't know. You keep telling me I'm shrinking. I look like I'm anorexic. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I don't know what you're doing, but I, I think because I, did, I, I do this medical testing and weight is a constant issue. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm always in like, um, you, know when, you know when you drive a lot? If you, if you, if, uh, maybe the, some of the European listeners don't understand this because they don't drive, but if you've been driving for a long time, y- you feel like you're part of the car, right? Like if, yeah. you get, if you get hit, you don't say the car got hit. You say, he hit me. Yeah. Right. So. And the lower half of your body starts feeling merged with the car a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think because I'm so focused, like, I could tell, like, now I'm at the point where, oh, my God, I, I gained a half a pound. Just looking at the window, <laughs> just looking at the mirror, right? I, I could tell, you know, um, it's, it's at the point because I always check the way every single day now, you know. And especially this medical testing that just got out two weeks ago, um, I, I, I got as low. As, I haven't been that low in like 1984, 85. Yoshi, you know? don't scare me. I don't want to see you weighing 120 pounds looking like a POW. You know what I call 120? <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> I don't want to see no, you looking no, like a Japanese it, POW lurking around. With I, I think 165, being fed on rice. 165 is the lowest I, I could possibly get this at this point. I, I can think clear. My hands are shaking, and every night I couldn't sleep because I was hungry, thinking about food. <laughs> I know you were Instagramming me pictures of Korean barbecue, which we still haven't gone to get. We when we, are we going to Tofu House? <laughs> we could go afterwards today. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I, I ended up sleeping during the day because there, the last meal we have is. First of all, is this a Japanese? Uh, study because i know a lot of them you have to be japanese is was this one a, because you were japanese or korean american uh japanese and we i was in for 25 days okay and so are they feeding you japanese style food or no is it American? no no food? no 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 this this is this this uh, this was absolutely the worst food this is was it like prison food it was just terrible it was absolutely terrible three times i find someone's hair in my food <laughs> okay oh my god gross it's so gross and food was fucking terrible. So what were they feeding you? Like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Oh, my God. I wish. I mean, okay, so like typical thing. Usually when you get in the morning, you have uh, two or three slices of cheese, one bread, and one strawberry. One strawberry? One strawberry. Like one piece of w- strawberry. One piece of strawberry. Okay. <laughs> and what is this diet based off of? So... Um, 
every pharmaceutical company is always trying to hit that jackpot, providing a new drug. Yeah, that's the, they spend most of their money on research and development. That's their majority of their budget. Right. So they make research and development, but eventually once they try to make these uh, drugs, at one point, they have to try on people, right? Um, it's so not constant. You're a lab rat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cost effective to do it in-house. Because for you to have in-house, you have to have a specific people with that specific skill working for you 24-7. Now, you're not going to have drug that is ready to be tested on people all the time. So what pharmaceutical company like Eli Lilly and uh, BioTrials and uh, Bears and you know all these other companies throughout the world, they go through a third party called Clinical Research Organization, CRO. What this third party do is they have a staff trained and they cater to pharmaceutical company and they test it on people. At any given time, they could have one clinical trials or up to four or five ongoing at the same time. So what were they testing? Are you not allowed to say? You don't have to say the drug, but tell, tell us what does it do. I could tell you what it was for. It, it was for liver cancer. Now, people ask me, oh my God, are you okay? The reason why they say that is they think I have a liver cancer. They have two groups of people when they test it on. One is people are healthy, volunteers, they want to use the drugs on them and see if they have a reaction or it has some kind of bad side effect. And they also have another group, people actually who have liver cancer. Now, if you're dying for liver cancer and there's not any treatment that's not working for you, they really have incentive to try and like, what do you got to lose? You're dying anyway. Uh, there might be outside chance that these drugs might work, but they also have to test it on animals. And then uh, once they have a satisfactory using animals, then next level is Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> now, guinea pig is like a common usage, but, um, you know, just like there's an e-sports for video games and there's extreme sports, um, I call the stomach sports. Oh, gross. You I don't want to think about the needles going into your stomach, Yoshi. It's a, I call it stomach sports because <laughs> you literally have to have guts to do it, you know. Um, I just imagine you laying back like Walter Frey, spoiler alert, with um, just blood and they're poking you with needles and blood's bubbling out of you. <laughs> <laughs> ne needles are never my problem. It's so it's gross. usually it's usually person who's sticking them. And here's the thing: there are so many different level of skills. You know what I mean? Yes, Yoshi. I know. I've there are some <sighs> people who are like Ramsey Bolton trying to hurt you with the fucking needles, and there's others. They have the precision of fucking samurai. Like you don't feel anything. My arm hurts just thinking about it. Yes, Yoshi. I actually tried to sell uh -huh. my eggs a couple of years ago and so i was poked and prodded and it was horrible they, they pay they pay the most for asian women asian women are the highest paid for their eggs um i did not end up selling my eggs all the way because um i had a weird egg situation but i ended up i was gonna sell my eggs to some like 50 year old chinese lady yeah <laughs> But it how much day were they offering you? I can't even remember, but we, I only went through the first two steps. So I didn't get the full payment, but they went and they took my blood a lot. And and there was definitely technicians that were either good at taking blood or really bad at it. Yeah. And the ones that are really bad, it hurts, it hurts like a fucker. so bad. And it you're hurts. like, you need to not have your job. <laughs>
Because sometimes I can't tell, like, are they having a bad day? You know, but... Um, it's just horrible. It's horrible. And I remember that happened to me when I was little, when I was hospitalized, and I had a bad nurse that, quote-unquote, couldn't find my vein, and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah they have to find it. Ugh. Um, but for me, for most part, I'm used to it. Only time I was uncomfortable is when I got pulled over, when the cop pulled me over, saw my arm with holes in him. And he thought you were a He druggie? goes, what do we got here? Like, no, that's, I'm, not a, I'm not a heroin addict, but it sounds even... I might as well say... <laughs> It would have it saved me time and said, yes, officer, I'm a heroin addict. Because who's going to believe <laughs> I make a living? Like, I'm, I'm like Uber for Darwin. You know what I mean? They use my body. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I have, you know, people say it's like, oh, you're crazy to do that. I remember a guy in Vegas saying like, oh, you're crazy to do that. As he's snorting coke. That, you know, people, oh, people have a weird sense of uh, what's safe. But... Um, for me, the last study, it, it wasn't even like a length of staining there. It was just a horrible food. I, uh, there's another. So you never told me. So the, my original question, you got into white explanation mode, was what kind of food were they feeding you? Well, I, you told me about the cheese. Yeah. And the, but what other meals? Like what was it? Just oatmeal all day? Was it? Then lunchtime, you know, sometimes you have a good meal like these. I mean, I would never buy this the best meal that they have. It's still kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that was best amount of meals that we got there, you know. So some of the better meals, like you have a rice, uh, pork tonkatsu, cut in slices. What? Is, what was it? Pork what? Tonkatsu. I don't. Oh, oh, oh! I know what that is. Okay, it's like a fried uh, pork chop. Pork, uh, pork uh, cutlet. Yeah, yeah, pork cutlet. And maybe you have a, like little vegetable inside. And that's that's the that's a pretty decent meal. Or you have a. Was it like Yoshinoya quality, or lower? I don't know which was worse, uh, to be honest, because <laughs> I hate Yoshinoya. <laughs> oh, there's like a shredded meat was like questionable rice and like kimchi. I mean, that, that so they were trying to feed you Asian-ish food. There was rice, there was kimchi. They yeah. were. It wasn't like they were feeding you pizza, like Americanized food. Oh, I would have loved pizza. It was more Asian-ish food, right? Well, no, no, no. I mean, those are the good nights, but it's it's usually very questionable-looking colored potatoes. These awful asian it looked like a noodles but all of these some semi fake looking Asian, they, they're like they're like the trannies of asian food <laughs> like the fake ones it they they all look like it was made someone who wasn't asian or not ever don't know what asian food's supposed to taste like but there's other times it's just like meat salad just disgusting vegetables have you been seeing the same people in there that you see all the time uh, very good question. Sometimes I'll go in and I say like, oh, shit, I don't remember you. Parkinson's 2014. <laughs> and another guy's like, oh, I remember you. Alzheimer's 2015. So there's oh, another guy's like, oh, testosterone uh, study 2013 or whatever. So there's other, other people that are doing this for a living too. Yeah. But are they doing it because they want to travel and be a comedian like you? Are they homeless? Like what what is their motivation? Just money. I mean, I don't I don't. Anyone who say I want to do this to help science, I mean, fuck science. I'm just <laughs> there for money, you know, like those people are there, you know. Um, but it, it, it is a very interesting, I, you know, I talked to one of my friends, Jonathan Morby. Maybe he got a job with uh, Colbert, so I don't have it. But I could tell people someone's scenario, some jokes in between, but I am not one to write a script, you know. But this is definitely a very interesting subculture, you know. Because every drug that you, you take, one time or another, 
have to go through this process. To get FDA approved, right? FDA, yeah. and there's a, a procedure by National Health Institute uh, uh, governs this. What about people who lie? For example, if the study asks for Koreans and you're really Chinese, or, for example, I'm not going to name names, but my disgusting ex-boyfriend, who you know who he is, he used to donate sperm, and he would lie all the time. He would say he was like had a master's degree, and he, you know, he would just lie. Which I feel sorry for the people who would take his sperm because it's bad. It's bad, bad sperm. Don't get donated. Violent sperm. and alcoholic, right? Yeah. So it's like he would lie and say that he, you know, when he was a good-looking guy, tall. So they took him, and he did have a college education. But it really doesn't take that much to donate sperm. You can. I mean, you could have a mental illness. You could have all sorts of things. They really don't screen that well for sperm. They screen very, very... For me, for my eggs, they screened me very well because eggs are very expensive, especially Asian eggs. But um, but it's like, what about people who lie? Like, And, and the test is supposed to be on you know, Japanese, but you're Korean or, or Chinese and you're Vietnamese. I don't know. Um, Does that affect any of the outcomes or any of the science, I guess? Well, there definitely they should be doing better screening and things like that. Um, well, for me, it's a two different issues. Pharmaceutical have a, a certain restriction for the study, but for me, actually staying in a facility, I wish they would do better screening for criminals. <laughs> I was gonna say, what <laughs> are these people in Because there's times it's like, oh my God, there's gonna be stabbing or something, you know. Um, when they look for Japanese, sometimes they can't get Japanese Americans to do it, or they don't want Japanese Americans. They only want Japanese Japanese. Yeah. It's funny, too, because sometimes they say, like, are you this and this that? No. Well, wink, wink. Just tell them you've been, you just moved <laughs> from Japan four years ago. Really? <laughs> so if, 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 even though even these people get hired by this pharmaceutical company, they're supposed to follow procedures. If they can't get X amount of number that they require to do studies, they kind of stretch the truth, too. That happens. I've done, I haven't done the medical research like you've done, but I've done market research, which yeah. you've done with me. And uh, that's just when you give your opinion for different products and services and stuff like that. And that's similar. And they do that all the time. They go, oh, you know, do you have kids? No, I don't. Are you married? Yes, you're married. Okay, well, just tell them you're pregnant or tell them you're going to have a kid in six months or something. Yeah. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. You know, because their client wants mothers or their client wants whatever. So, I don't know. I just didn't know if it affects the research or what type of quality people. Because, yeah, they have to test on people. But if you're testing some type of drug and there's an unknown um, factor, like high level of maybe mental illness, because like you said, these people are on the fringes. That could affect the drug. Well, you know, most of these drugs are like certain disease that you have. I don't think, even if you're a crazy person, they're not concerned if you're crazy. They just, <laughs> just want to know how body react. You know what I mean? Like, a, um, if they're trying to figure out cure for liver cancer, it, it makes little or no difference to them if they think you're psycho. They just want to know if you're healthy, healthy, physically, to see if you have an adverse effect to the drug. But there's know. always an unknown factor. Like, what if, f- for one, some weird reason, I'm just making science up, but people that have liver cancer and yeah. take the drug, if they also have some type of mental illness, genetic predisposition, it like doesn't work as well or something. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just saying. Right. Um, there's always unknown factors, but. They go through all kinds of screenings, you know. Um, but I have to say, I don't remember a case where they said, is there, oh, you know, only mental issue they ask is, 
Have you thought about killing yourself? Oh, yeah. That's a legal issue for them, too. Because, because then they don't want to put it in the facility. You get moody or something like that. But yeah. other than that, uh, besides suicidal thought and depression, I, don't, I really don't think they care if you're bipolar or something. <laughs> as long as you're phys- they just want to know physically how you react Is to this medication going to make an arm grow out of your head? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it is. And... I have to say it's it's been very very interesting. It's been very lucrative for you too, as far as you're not having to get a nine to five job and being able to travel and do stand up. I applaud you for that. Yeah, and and ironically, I'm a lot healthier than I would have been if I ended up working at uh, porno. Even though I make way less money than what I was. I, I, because I have you to have to be I a have certain to say last uh, last ten month, nine month, I guess pretty comparable what I was making. But I've been pretty lucky, you know, like. This stuff that I'm doing, I'm done in two Wednesdays from now. This study and the one before, I literally finished the, the day one I finished on that same day, I barely made it to the other facility and got tested to see if I qualify or not. That usually doesn't happen, you know? Like, usually, usually have a month, couple months lag, right? Or I just can't find anything, you know? Um, after this study, I, I have no choice but to take a couple months off because I'm traveling doing stuff. But hopefully by the time I come back, I, I could find another place to go up and do it. Um, I just hope all these medications don't screw up your body, Yoshi. But, I mean, I guess, like you said, you know. I'm a lot healthy because I remember I look at some of my friends that still work at the place I used to work. They're way heavier than I am, and they, they seem exhausted. Well, I was going to say, is that because you have to keep your weight down for to qualify? A lot of the studies, yeah. But... I got kind of in a routine about it, too, you know. But isn't it crazy that <laughs> three weeks ago, I was 165. Three years ago, I was 217. So that's like 50 pounds different. I couldn't imagine what I looked like at 217, you know. Well, also, too, you get free health care, kind of, because you have to be a healthy and they screen you, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I qualify, only way you could qualify, you're a healthy person. If I don't qualify, then I should I would be a little concerned. But so putting miscellaneous... Uh, questionable pharmaceuticals into your body has actually made you healthier. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I think anyone who said econ knows that sometimes it's it's uh, it's fun to have um, out of the... Well, that's the name of your pockets, right? Out-of-the-box thinking, you yeah. know? But it's always weird. Like, when my friends, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, I look at them, they're a bunch, bunch of fat fucks <laughs> that doesn't exercise. <laughs> they look stressed. And... Um, well, that's because they're brainwashed by the status quo. They're brainwashed by the nine to five. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a point where maybe I'm not able to do it. I mean, really, I don't know if I want to do this beyond when I'm 55, but that's eight years from now. You know what I mean? Well, I uh, hope you find something else before then because yeah. I would be worried about you. So, and for me, you worrying about it, you're a rational person. I could talk to your science. You don't, you, you know, I, I respect you. But there's other people when they say it like, Look at yourself, you <laughs> idiot. I don't need you worrying about it. You're fucking stupid. You're like, look at your life. You're chain-smoking a pack Christ. a day. I'm putting in some drugs. So, that anyway. That are supposed to be FDA approved. Um, so, anyway, I'm, I'm fine. It's like, really, there's a, you know, it's, um, I'm, I'm a, lot, a lot healthier because of it. So, anyway, we talked enough of that. Let's talk a couple of things. What... What was your reaction to, um, well, there's a bunch of weird stuff the last couple of weeks, right? Like, did we talk about what the, I know it's fashionable to talk about everyone getting shot in Orlando. It's terrible. But you know what? The, what, the thing that really gets me is that two days later, a, a child was 
attacked by a, a gator in Orlando. Remember that story? Yeah, he was eaten. It's terrible, but like I can't get over the fact that the kid getting killed was far worse to me in my, my head, you know? Because um, I don't like adults getting shot, but it's a fucking kid. I mean, I don't know the detail, but what do you... I, don't, I think the ch parents were very... Um, I'm sure they were doing a good job monitoring. Like, I don't know what to say. It just, it just sounded like a terrible tragedy. What do I think about it? I mean, a lot of people out here were shocked, but I was not. I mean, any lagoon area in Florida That's has, where you're from, Louisiana. has alligators. I, yeah. I would not let my kid near there. The only issue was... They were, they were from Nebraska, so I don't think they, they're familiar with that sort of things. This yeah, is a Disney resort. Any, any, the only liability was that Disney didn't have a sign saying warning alligators um they said do not swim it said don't swim yeah but i am weary of any body of water in the south it could have alligators it could have i mean i have been swimming in ponds and lakes in the south and i was petrified that something was going to come and eat me yeah yeah so so what what, what do you do you think they're liable for that i mean do you think they'll sue disney Oh, yeah. People always try to sue for everything. But, I mean, it's not going to bring the kid back, obviously. No. And I know you don't care about animals, and I'm not a big alligator fan, but then they killed six innocent alligators. <laughs> they did? Yeah. They pulled six. They they cleaned the lagoon of the alligators. There were six alligators, and they killed them all. <sighs> and none of those alligators did it. I don't like, I don't like, I don't, I don't <laughs> like this, this happen, but to be fair... That's what crocodiles, uh, alligators are supposed to do. They see a, uh, they have a probably bad vision. They probably thought they saw food, like a rabbit or something. Yeah, attack, and uh, later on they found the kid, dead obviously. But um, I don't know. It, it's, it's like that scene in, in uh, where was it in Ohio recently? Cincinnati or where the black lady, he, her kid fell into the pen with the gorilla was there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to kill the gorilla. And uh, what made it worse, more people screamed. The ape got nervous and so ended up dragging the kid. So people kind of provoked that ape to just, gr gr you know, there was a thing. By, by reacting. And yeah. yeah. And you know what? You know, you could say whatever you want about Asian parents and, like, not being very demonstrative or say I love you to kids. But you will never hear a situation where they lose a kid to some live animals, you know? <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's been all this one in Midwest. It's crazy. One in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. I don't know which is which. I'm getting confused. But well, this also, white lady had her kid. He had a really bad eye. And she was right by, uh, is it a dingo, dingo dogs or something? This kid jumped out of her arm, fell into a pen, and these dogs attacked and killed the kid. Uh, there's another one where there was uh, hyenas or something. But it's always like white and black parents. I also think that people... Don't have you don't have to dangle your kid near <laughs> it. Every, you know what? My, my conspiracy theory is that ever since that dumb Michael Jackson, remember he uh, His, put a kid yeah. by the balcony? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he was dangling the kid over a fucking balcony. So a photographer taking pictures, right? I don't hey, think assholes, don't <laughs> dangle your kids. I, I don't think that's the reason, but I think people in general have an extreme lack of common sense. Andrew and I went to the L.A. City Zoo about a year ago. Yeah. And the enclosures are not very separated. So 
a lot of enclosures they have the animals there and you can't touch them there's signs that say no touching but if you wanted to be an a-hole and put your hand out you could touch them but there's like a gate right and we saw many 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 people hovering over the gates hovering over the enclosures when there was huge signs that said don't do it there was many people eating popcorn and there was huge signs that said don't feed the animals and they were feeding the animals yeah so Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you say that because some people think, um, they think, the reason that I don't. Know, I always get the crocodile and gator confused. I get it in the crocodile. Uh, one is have a longer snout, but anyway, one of the reasons is it was an alligator, not a crocodile. They were saying that when you feed them, they get comfortable around people, so yes. that it's easier for them to attack people. So you fucking answer to feed them. This is what happened. I remember years ago reading Brett Favre. Uh, quarterback for Green Bay Packers, Vikings, and New York Jets. His dad got mad because when he was a little kid, he used to go over by his house and feed the alligator. And they got comfortable and comfortable. His dad got mad. So when he saw that he grabbed a shotgun, shot all the gators. In the well, because they got too comfortable. And once they get comfortable, it's a matter of time they might attack one of his kid. You know? They do that with a, they have swamp tours in Louisiana where you can see alligators. Yeah. And they always say on the swamp tours, do not feed the alligators. Do not and feed they the feed alligators. the alligator. Yeah. Um, and people do it. So people. That's w- why I never feed the homeless. <laughs> so when my husband and I went to the L.A. Zoo. Yeah. What I saw was a huge amount of people. And look, these zoos, a lot of them are run on public funds or donations. Yeah. They don't have the staff to stand there and monitor you being yeah. an idiot. But my experience was at least 80 or 90 percent of the people that we saw were way too close to the animals, wanted to pet them, wanted to be near them, screaming kids, bad parents. So I would say it's the people's fault. I would never I don't care if they're from Nebraska. I would never have a small child near a lagunus. If it was a swimming pool. Yes, uh, that's different. But a lagunus pond or or lake or anything like that in the south because there's uh, there's alligators. I I, I truly do feel bad for them, you know, I don't know how they're going to recover something like that. You know, I don't know what what. what I you mean, do. they can get a huge million dollar settlement, but it's not going to bring their kid back. No, but the, but the money's never going to like. Like if I had a kid, if that thing grabbed and just went into water, I'll just wave my son <laughs> away, my daughter. But they literally went in and tried to f- attack the gator. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, which that's is stupid too, because you can get your armpit off or whatever. But I mean, it's their son. It was their so, son. So so they they obviously love their kid, but. Oh my God! I just I, I know that two days before in Paul's Orlando, forty nine people there. It's just tragic, um, and it's just weird to say that. But it's almost like I'm getting used to like weekly basis. Like just a couple of days ago, yesterday, in Istanbul, yeah. forty one people died, and this used to be a yearly, if not every five year type of thing. Now it's, it's weekly thing. Now almost. it's every month, every week. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's. I don't want to be one of these people that say the world's getting worse and worse and worse because I don't think it is. I think statistically it's getting better. I think statistically, yeah, I was going to say there's less crime. You, you, you cannot argue with that. You know, people are living longer. Yeah. Things are great. I just think with the news, it's getting more and more. But there there does seem to be a little bit more of people doing mass wackadoodle stuff. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Things are getting better. So this, I don't know, but uh, this animal incident, you know, I mean... I even Google if there's been a, cha- a situation where a Chinese parents in China <laughs> go to the zoo. I couldn't find anything. Cause they, and you know Chinese people do not have – they probably have a worse lack regulation, but no one dropped their kid into something. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just boggles my mind. How, how does this happen? It's all in the Midwest and South. 
It must be creationism. They don't know science or something. They're I, so dumb. Like, hold on to your fucking kids. No, I mean, really. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, some people were defending a black lady. Like, it went too fast. Like, I don't know. Like, how did I get fall into a gorilla pen? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And they have to kill the gorilla? They should have killed the mom. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> That really annoy me. <laughs> I'm not a big animal person, but you dumped that. You just threw a kid in there. So what are they supposed to act? You don't even have a decency to protect your kid. Why would the animal should give a fuck about your <laughs> dumb, dumb kid? Oh God. So. Anyway. Hashtag rants by Yoshi. <laughs> God, this was, it was just so annoying. Um. Okay, so not, another thing is another annoying things. That should be our new podcast, annoying, annoying stuff. You're trying to end your podcast. I don't want to start a podcast with you when we're ranting about people and just complaining, Yoshi, um, about how dumb everyone is. I mean, I'm dumb too. <laughs> Believe me. Um, so I, I know you work at financial market, and and um, I, I don't know what to make of the Britain leaving European Union. I definitely think it's a terrible idea. Um, and the statistic is people who usually who are usually against leaving the union, uh, European Union, are tend to be people who have college education or graduated and higher. And people you mean people who, who wanted to stay. Stay. Yeah. And people who want to leave European Union tend to be high school education or less. Well, I think the frustrating thing is that it was a very rash move. For example, they're trying to um, right now come up with the terms of uh, the UK leaving. And it seems like um, there is no game plan. They just wanted to leave, but there was no game plan. They want to leave, but I think the most of the people who voted were misled by saying, we're going to save money by leaving and it's going to help their economy. But everything's connected with other countries. and It's a global economy, right? The fact that they think somehow, like, look, it's a Rubik's cube. You make one sign all, all the color that you want. That doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> it's going to be color pretty on the other side, you know? Well, like one action, leaving or staying, it's going to have a both bad and good effect, I guess. But I, I, I just think we don't know long-term effect of this, but I would imagine it's a, to me, it's a tragic decision. I really do. I don't know if it's tragic, but what I have an issue is there's, you know, I've been doing a lot of political reading in the past few years and learning a lot more about politics. Fox News. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, Yoshi. And um, the problem with, and, and a lot of existential political thinking, because most people have a very limited understanding of politics. Yeah. And um, the more and more I understand liberty and freedom, the more and more I don't think that it can occur because this is a perfect example here. You're giving the popular vote to the people yet. It's not a truly educated vote. It's not a, it's not a true popular opinion because most people that are voting for the leaving are uneducated, like you said. Yeah. So you're giving them the freedom, but it's kind of like giving a kid a handgun that doesn't know how to shoot. And I think the people who voted for leaving the European union, those are the same people um, who would vote for Donald Trump. And, you know, funny thing is, I think th Donald Trump's a smart guy. It's it just that um, he's saying all the things that he doesn't really believe. 
but he's just going for the lowest common denominator and people who are angry. Well, you know what's going on in this country, you know? So, um, oh, thanks. <laughs> That's Rosie. <laughs> Give me a cheese for the um, snack. Um, yeah, so, so you know, and, and I used to really, really believe in, in freedom and voting and having everyone have a say, but what happens to the people who are uneducated? And then what happens to, so it was 51% to 48, I think? Something so like that. So guy. what happens to the 48% of the people who voted to stay? First of all, 48% is a huge number. That's a millions and millions of people who now have to deal with the consequences of really about 1% who made that decision because it was 1% over. I think the difference was like, once I had 1.3, 1.4 million people voting against it, you know? Yeah, but it's, it was a 1% difference. So 1% of the population basically made the decision for 48% yeah. of the population. Yeah. So it, is that real democracy? It, it doesn't seem like it. Now that Britain's scrambling, it doesn't seem like it. And here's another, my, my understanding is that um, this was a tragic because I think some kind of domestic issue where um, Mr. Cameron, Prime Minister Cameron, didn't want to deal with a uh, new third party or something trying to take control of their uh, um, their system. They he made a decision to do a this referendum, and this is tragic because I don't think in a million years he thought this reference could turn against. You know, he thought he was doing a good job providing a leadership. Yeah, now he's resigned, and there's no prime minister. And he's going to be remembered for somebody who let Britain leave European Union. Now all of a sudden you have Northern Ireland and possibly Scotland. Well, there are, there are politicians that they're going to leave. They don't want to be part of UK anymore. So wasn't there a referendum in Spain where they wanted to break off? Oh, um, yeah, Madrid or something wants to break off. It's the Basque region, and there's a terrorist group called ETA, and uh, they're they've been like a separatist, and they're trying to. Um, I'm not leave that familiar the with the Spanish politics, but I know that they had a referendum too. I think. Yeah, I don't think it passed, and. It's just not practical to do it. You know, it's like in the ideal world, it's great. We have independence and stuff like that. But economy of scale, you know, I, I just think when you factor in real world and money and stuff like that, it's, it's just not practical to do that, I don't think, you know. Well, here's the thing. There's a trade-off, and people don't understand that trade-off, and people don't take advantage of the trade-off. So let me give you an example. So in America, right now, they're saying that people that sp support Donald Trump are lower and middle class people who feel that the world economy has left them behind. Yeah. Right. But a lot of anger, a lot of anger and a lot of frustration. Yeah. But in the nineties, when Bill Clinton passed these free trade agreements, NAFTA, yes. To create cheaper, North good, American free trade agreement. Right? To yeah. Yes. To create these cheaper goods and services for us. Yeah. Everyone was for it. And here's the thing, you freaking idiots. When you have cheaper goods and services, how do you think those goods and services are going to get cheaper? How? You think everything's just going to be cheaper and you're going to be living the life? No. They're getting cheaper because companies are outsourcing them to other countries to get cheaper labor. So now we have cheaper food. We have the cheapest food that we've ever had in history. We have cheaper products than we've ever had in history because everything's made in Bangladesh and China and other things. Right. Income has been stagnant which is fine because the cost of living has actually gone down. People say the cost of living has gone up. Look at student loan debt, look at housing, but other things have gone down. But these lower and middle class, because they're not educated, they don't take advantage of, of that arbitrage 
And then they could. Wait, hold on. What does that word mean? I keep hearing that word. So, how, how, how do I explain it? So, arbitraging is like when you take advantage of one market to another market or one system to another system, right? right? So, for example, um, we get cheap goods from China. Yeah, so we get cheap goods from China. Right. So even though income has been stagnant, let's say you make $50,000 a year, you made $50,000 10 years ago, you've never gotten a raise, and you make $50,000 now. If you, a shirt, you can buy a shirt now for $7, yeah. whereas before a shirt was $12, $15, $13. Right. Well, nobody is taking that $7 savings or that $5 savings and then putting it into the stock market and investing. Instead, they're just buying more goods because there's cheaper goods. Generally speaking, international trade is good because it's a comparative advantage, right? One country make one thing better than another one, so you you specialize. So, um, for example, it doesn't make any sense for the United States to make bananas. We don't we don't have the economy scale, and it will cost more to uh, um, do that over here. Whereas Central America, because of climate and the tradition, it's doing perfect it, for bananas. Cheap. So what we do is we make better. I don't know, computer, Apple, <laughs> Apple, Apple, right? That's made in China too, but, but it's designed in the USA. Yeah. So uh, we make that stuff cheaper over here to have bananas. In in theory, uh, you stick with what you're good at uh, because you can maximize. Like um, Andrew, maximize, your, your husband, maximize being technical. There's no point of him trying to make basket like those people in Central America. Or do artwork or do something else yeah. because he's not good you at that. You, you f he finds something that he's good at and he get paid higher because he's good at it. You know, you, so everybody trying to maximize things that they're good at. So you, in theory, trade. And it is true, we buy products cheaper from China. And food. Yes. Cheaper than we've ever bought it. So I'm saying I don't feel sorry for any of these people. I know they're angry, but I don't feel sorry for them. And... Yoshi, you went with me to the Bernie Sanders um, rally. Yeah. I have many, many ideas on the left, but I just don't support this in income inequality thing. Yes, income, people are getting paid stagnant wages. Income hasn't gone up. But have these people taken advantage of the gains that we've gotten from international trade? No, none of them have. If you ask, I actually disagreed with you heavily, Yoshi, when you talked about why raising the minimum wage doesn't, actually help low-paid people. And I still disagree with you on that point. But after doing more research on economics, I actually agree that raising the minimum wage is not going to help, but not for the same reasons you do. I, I don't like minimum wage law because it doesn't help the very people that actually need to get out of uh, poverty. Um, you know... Um, I disagree. It, it, it sounds like a mean thing to say, but um, it's a counterintuitive thinking where I'm coming from because... I think if you make a minimum wage a certain amount, then people are going to be more selective. They're going to hire the best qualified person for that 15 bucks, whatever you want to charge. Uh, I'm not going to go shoot people because they're trying to minimum wage. No, no. I, I uh, understand your point of view, and I, 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 I just I, – I used to think mm -hmm. that if, if, Let's say I'm, I'm a, like a young black person, and I have no job experience, and they have a job where they're offering 10 bucks an hour. I'm saying, like, look, I know you could hire – lighter skin person or better educated, <laughs> whatever. But I'll tell you what, for, for many they say there's no minimum wage. Like they're offering 10 bucks. Hey, you pay me five bucks. I'm really uh, willing to work for five bucks. The business person would say, well, he or she, even though I might not like black person, it's 50% discount. I'm willing to give this person a chance. And what is that person getting five bucks an hour thinking? 
I'm getting job experience. Just because you have minimum wage doesn't mean you're going to end up having always the same job at minimum wage. I, 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 it, it's, I know economics is called dismal science and stuff like that, but I, I think people that I really respect who hold those principles, they really mean well. Well, I agree with you that min yeah. raising the minimum wage doesn't help. Which I mean, I, why, why not make it hundred bucks an hour? Which <laughs> which I which I didn't before. Before I thought, you know what, they mm. need to raise wages because it's, there's income inequality. But uh, first of all, I, I I don't I appreciate your point and I understand your point, but I don't agree with it's, it. It's not coming from malicious place. No, no, no. Mm. But what but what I but that's what I get. But the reason mm. I don't think raising the minimum wage helps is because the the idea of raising the minimum wage is that you're helping to pull people out of poverty, right? Yeah. Well, all of the studies show, because the minimum wage has been raised three or four times in the last 30, 40 years, mm -hmm. and it doesn't help. Why does it not help raise people out of poverty? Because if you don't know how to spend a dollar, why, why do people who win the lottery still broke six months later? If you don't know how to spend one dollar, what is minimum wage now, seven dollars an hour, ten dollars, then how are you going to know how to spend fifteen dollars an hour? So they these, don't. They don't, exactly. So raising it doesn't help anything. The only way to raise it is to teach financial um, intelligence, teach people about finance, teach people about investing, and teach well, even, people about it, business it, entrepreneurship. Even in teaching them, those people have to make a decision like, is this the way they want to live? And if they don't want to, maybe they need to sit down and say, what is it about me and my family living in poverty and trying to see what rich people are doing differently? Exactly. And, um, I totally th th agree with you. There, there's a pattern that you could learn, right? And... Um, there's a way it's it's astonishing to me that we have computers and library if you really want to learn something you can you can and a lot yeah. of people spend their time surfing the net looking at youtube videos and you know i spend i would say three to four hours a day looking up investment blogs reading investment things yeah. online i'm i'm constantly looking at it and the more i learn about it the more i learn that anyone can do it you could be there was times, Yoshi, where I was living below the poverty line. You visited my little uh, room that I rented from the Chinese lady in Monterey Park. I remember that. <laughs> they thought Boy, I was. Or was your sister mad at me? They thought I was a prostitute for Christ's sake. You know, they didn't even speak English, so I was making less than seven thousand dollars a year, and I was still able to save five thousand dollars. I don't even know how I did it. You know, I was making less than seven thousand on on the books according to right. the IRS. <laughs> you know. But so I was working. I, 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 have to, I, I have to say um, I, I live. I don't know. Ir irresponsible is the right word. You live freely. You're a free spirit. <laughs> I spend money on things that I. I you, you know what it is, Rosie? I, I think it's a lot of it's rational thinking because I have family member that stole money from me or people was taking stuff away. So I thought. I got paranoid, like, why, why even save stuff when people are stealing <laughs> shit all the time? I travel. That's something that no one could take it away from me. And, of course, um, I'm living in a very precarious way. But I guess I, I can be very difficult, but I also could be very helpful to my friends. So I've so been very lucky with people like you and Russell Peters and Randy and all, all kinds of other people that I may not have a good credit uh, score anymore, but I have a very good, very high friendship score, you know? And yeah, but uh, you at least understand the, the concepts. Yeah. I know you know about invest investing because you did do some investing, and I know you know the basic concepts because last time I was on your podcast, you said, uh, you know, I could have saved $100 a month and this and that, and I'd be a millionaire. So you know the you know the basic concepts. Yeah. 
But here's the thing. Most people don't want to know the basic concepts. They don't study the basic concepts, yeah. even though the internet is $10 a month and a library is free. And yet they sit and complain about income inequality or they complain about how the country's going downhill yeah. and how they haven't had a chance at, to, to, to build themselves up in this country. Yet an immigrant can come here from Syria with nothing and build themselves up within one yeah. generation. So where does that come from? I think when people say income inequality, they always think it's a negative thing, but it's it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Uh, especially in the United States, there's dynamic the, the dynamic uh, e economy, right? Like that means, yeah, you could go up or you could go down, you know. And here's a real here's a here's just a fact. And you know this is true. We could take all the money today if I magically take all the money in the United States and take all the money from everyone, put it in the one area, divide that money equally to number of people here, and let's say it comes to X amount of money. Let's say- Let's say $100,000. Yeah. Year from now, everybody's gonna have a different amount of money because there's gonna be some people who are idiots like me and my friends who will spend <laughs> on, they'll spend like idiots, <laughs> buy on drugs, <laughs> on prostitute, whatever. Don't forget sports gambling. Sports gambling. <laughs> And there might be people like you, you and, and uh, Andrew, you have $200,000, and next year and you, and you know what? Oh, my God, Rosie have 15 subway shops. <laughs> so what are you going to do? At the en end of the year, you're going to punish them because in income equality? It's just life is not fair, obviously, and that's part of life. But people spend money wisely or stupidly, you know? But I so just don't – I, you know, I – I do have compassion, you know, like you, like I said, to I, a point you, you said. you've come, you know, to the Bernie Sanders rally with me. I have many socialist ideas, but what I'm learning mm -hmm. is that there's ideas on the left and ideas on the right that actually can coexist and they're not at odds. Right. Right now, a lot of people think, oh, you're left or you're right. You're socialist or you're capitalist. You're this or you're that. And it, that's not necessarily true because I have values on both sides that I think will complement each other perfectly well. I think here, here's a problem because I don't know exactly how much, how to do these things. You want to help just enough that they will learn to take initiative and help themselves, but not too much that they're paralyzed by the system, like they don't have incentive not to change their behavior. Warren In Buffett other words, talks about that. Huh? Warren Buffett talks about that. He yeah. says, I'm giving my kids enough money to leave. But he, I'm not going to live billions to, to them. No, he said, I'm giving my kids enough money for them to do something. For them to live comfortably, but not in, I'm not giving them enough for them to never do something. Right. Yeah. Like one of his older son is a farmer. Love being a farmer. Like, I guess he might have been an investor or something, but he realized he just loved being farm and doing all these interesting revolutionary things in farming too, you know? So I, I, I think, you know, that book that we talked about like 20 years ago, um, A Millionaire Next Door, one of the problem with these successful millionaire is that they have kids and that's you don't a really know how to spend money. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's really tough because, if, especially if you went through a tough childhood and tough adulthood to be rich, you're going to force your kids to suffer so they learn the lesson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, being a successful business person, being successful parents, that's a two different sets of skills. You could, be, yeah. you could have both very good skills being a business person and parents, but, I mean, uh, honestly, how lucky are you? And I think we were talking recently you could say whatever you want about Donald Trump, but his kids are not only are they good looking, but seem like a got their shit together. Oh my God! I would totally. First of all, I would totally vote for Ivanka. I would vote for Ivanka over Hillary and over Donald. I think Ivanka is like a plus plus person. 
Well, first of all, it's fun to look at her. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's uh, a mil- she went to Penn uh, University of Pen- uh, Pennsylvania, Wharton uh, Wharton School of Business. Yeah, business. She's a millionaire in her own right, without yeah. her father's help, and she's married to a millionaire who also seems like a really good guy. Yeah. So, you know, I honestly I don't think he had a whole lot to do with raising her. She seemed like her mother was a really good person, raised her, but she just seemed like one of those people like, like a good person, you don't have right? to tell her anything. She knows. Yeah, I go to school and get straight and I don't bother people. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't overeat. And I'm uh, retired from uh, she, she just seemed like you don't have to tell her anything. She know what what did, because I saw her in that documentary by Jamie Johnson, the descendant of Johnson and Johnson. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Uh, born rich in one percent. She seemed very intelligent and well spoken, and she was like sixteen in that. Yeah, she's like <laughs> she was sixteen, but she 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 had a body of sixteen, but she was really fifty five year old uh, intelligence, yeah, moderate Republican or something. You know? <laughs> well, I just don't like all the griping with the people that were angry with the Brexit exit and people that are kind of tr- Trump supporters now, it's a lot of, me to me, whiny, disempowered complaining and blaming the system and blaming society. Oh, uh, uh, going, going back to the Chinese thing, like, yes, we, we, we buy... So if you're an upper-middle-class or upper-class person, trade with China is fantastic because you buy goods and service cheaper. But poor person's angry, even though they're buying products cheaper, is that... They used to have those jobs making those products over here, and without proper, without more education, they could have lived off just high school. But, but here's but, the thing, Yoshi. But those jobs are gone. They're there, not coming back. There were manufacturing jobs 30, 40 years ago, all right? Union yeah. manufacturing jobs yeah. where you could have a high school education, yeah. and you were paid over $100,000. Whatever it is, a lot. Detroit. Let Cleveland, me tell you Buffalo. something, you freaking idiots who are mad at the system. You are making over hundred thousand, and you didn't think that shit was going to end. You're an idiot. Okay. Even every story in ancient times, biblical times, Babylon, everything. You know, whatever religion you are, there's some story about how some shit's going to go down, and you need to put some stuff away for a rainy day. So I have no sympathy for you. It's like you have to know something bad is going to happen eventually. I'm not saying uh, uh, the apocalypse is coming. I'm not saying the second coming of Christ is happening. But I'm saying if you're making $100,000 a year, I know people that are blue collar that were making a lot of money, not in manufacturing, but in other things. I know people, for example, doing my military tours, going overseas for the troops. You know, I, I met people in the military who would get huge military bonuses, sacrifice their lives to get these big military bonuses. And what do they do? Buy a boat, buy a motorcycle, go do something stupid with it. Learn how to invest. You know, what are the two most important things in this world? It's it's your family, your friends, people in your life relationships, and money. I, I'm not trying to be cold hearted. No, but that's just reality. That's reality. So you don't think you I ever have, had I to have, I have none of it. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have a lot of uh, friends, Yoshi, but but I'm saying you've at least read up on it. You think you're never gonna have to read a book about finance ever? It's like that's the first thing you should read a book about. I used to work in adult business and I think a lot of them are still uh, shocked because they remember in early two thousand when they were making tons and tons, tons of, of money, money, right? And they just figured that's never gonna end and um, unfortunately <laughs> it was the internet. You know that just Internet is like if you're a slug, you you're getting pepper with salt. <laughs> you're just getting salted. You're just getting you know salt just beating your face down, and there's nothing you can do about but it. But shit's gonna end. Here's the thing. That is like, okay, remember MC Hammer from the '90s? Yeah. And every single true Hollywood story, every single 
vice of every single person who's ever had money is the same story. It's, oh, I thought it was never going to end. Oh, I thought my career was going to go on forever. Oh, I thought, you know, the money was just going to keep rolling in. Lottery winners, celebrities, any single person that ever had money, it's the same story over and over and over who had money and then lost it. Yeah. So you're making $100,000 a year. You don't have a high school education. You don't think maybe you should crack open a book about finance? Just one book? It's like, I don't have any sympathy. It's just common sense. Shit's going to go down. I, I wonder why they don't teach. It's always weird. Like, um, I, I guess people feel uncomfortable talking about sex and money. But, like, those are so important, you those know? Those are so important. They need to teach sex and they need to teach finance when you're in the sixth grade. Yeah. And they need to hand out condoms. Because most people have financial version of monetary STD. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I got to that point, too, when things got bad, losing job, whatever. But it's weird when you see somebody using, like, one of those high-interest credit cards to buy, I don't know, In-N-Out burgers or something <laughs> or six packs of beer or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, not being, it's not fun being poor. But growing up, I never had anybody teaching me the value of money and stuff. There's so you had to find out yourself. Yeah. You've read economic theory. You've read about the free markets. You've read all about this stuff, Yoshi. Hey, maybe you're not putting it into practice, but I got to commend you because you at least know about it. Yeah. The average person is sitting there wiping their butt, scratching their head, saying, oh, it's it's the economy's fault. It's, you it's know, funny. I have people. The who, EU's uh, fault. <laughs> I, I've had friends made fun of me because I took a lot of econs, but I'm broke. But I told them, most economists are not rich people, you know. Just like Donald Trump is a very successful businessman, but I don't think he understands rudimentary economic policy at all. I don't think he does either. I think I probably have a better understanding than him. Yeah. Just because you, you have an English um, lit major or English major, that doesn't mean you could end up writing Stephen King novels, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a two, two different kind of thing, but um, yeah, it's... it's I, I don't know why I don't have a fear about the future. <laughs> I should. I mo I worry more of like even though I don't get along well with her, I worry about my mom and my brother because I don't know what they're doing. But I I don't for one reason or another, I only listen that of like people help me with stuff. You know, like Randy have no reason. Honestly, what kind of person invites somebody that he doesn't really know, not ask for rent? Because even when I offer, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. But you know what, Yoshi, you do. I do keep the house clean and do yard work and uh, helping with uh, comedy. But club you know work. what, Yoshi, something that you do do that actually you talked about when you said you have a, a high friend score instead yeah. of high credit score is that every single book I've ever read yeah. about investing says to develop your network, develop your friendships. And that's what you've done. So in a way, you've actually done. That I, that I think I did really well. You've done the life. laws of finance yeah. and you're being taken care of. And... Um, and I always tell people, if you're networking when you're desperate for a job, you're, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to network when you don't need a job. <laughs> no, That's seriously. True. No, I'm laughing, but it's true. It's true. It's, it's true because... Because then you're only it's there. A, it's, it's equivalent like a horny, desperate guy trying to harass girls or whatever. Uh, they, you know, they don't want to be around a desperate person. Um, the best time to look for... <laughs> this sounds horrible. There's the best time to look for girls when you already have a girl. <laughs> right? I don't know about that. Um, anyway, I went off on a tangent, but it just, it, for, I have very, I, I have to say everyone who listened to this, Rose is not bullshitting because 
with her modest income, she bought a house and there's another big place, another property. Um, she is extremely disciplined. I mean, she has a discipline of Olymp Olympic candidate in, in uh, you know, getting, trying to get a gold and stuff. No, you really do. I know you think I'm joking, <laughs> but you really do. And that's why you and Andrew make a good team. And like, you guys make financial plan. And who fucking does that? No one. <laughs> 99% 9% American people do not make a budget plan. My plan is like, I guess I'm not buying groceries because I don't have money in my <laughs> bank account. And so, so that's that. That's uh, you know, you, you you did that. So you, when Rosie talked about it, she practiced what she's saying. I not only practiced what I'm saying, but there was many many years. And like I said, Yoshi can attest to this because he's been to my many horrible apartments. There was many years where I was living in squalor, in poverty. Yeah. And the purpose of me living like that was for me to save. save. Yoshi knew me when I worked at the mall making $5 an hour. Yeah. And getting, helping him get clothes for discount with my with my. Oh, that's right. I with forgot my employee that. discount. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was that Old Navy? Uh, I worked at Banana Republic, but that's right. don't be tricked by the fancy label because I got paid less than minimum wage. That's right. So I guess what we... What we're, what I'm saying is, if you want certain things out of life, you can. It's a trade-off. I guess the question is, what are you going to um, trade-off? I mean, what are you going to sacrifice, really? You know. It is, but but I guess what irritates me is when people say, oh, I'm only making $30,000. I don't have enough money to make ends meet. I don't have money enough to pay my bills. To me... Yoshi, but if you look at how they're spending, do you can figure out that... I can't. And Yoshi, to me... It's not Do you a really have to buy a bag a week, a week every week? <laughs> it's not a matter of being of having money. Yeah. It's a matter of being poor. And my experience is most people who are poor don't know how to be poor correctly. So what does that mean? So they're Yeah, what does that mean? So they they're complaining saying that That's almost like saying how learn to a uh, <laughs> certain kind of ugly face. <laughs> so so I'll tell you. So so I talked to a lot of people, for example, I have a, a friend who always complaining she doesn't have money. She probably makes about 30000 a year, but she drives a $20,000 car. Now, $20,000 is not a lot for a car. She drives a Toyota. But that's a lot for somebody with But that's a lot right? that makes 30000 She yeah. should be driving a 1989 used car for $2,000. Absolutely. So she doesn't know how to be poor correctly. She And I know many people like this. You know, I have actually a neighbor that, that lives in the building who is unemployed, doesn't have a job, always complaining, doesn't have money, living off unemployment. Yet he goes out to eat, you know, I see him, I say, hey, where'd you come from? Oh, I went to the Olive Garden. Oh, I went to, you know, um, uh, barbecue steakhouse. Oh, I went here. Well, you're living off unemployment, dummy. You need to go to the dollar store and buy some groceries from the dollar store. Sure. So most people that I meet don't know how to be poor correctly. Um, I'm glad you said that because um, I, I have to admit, I got, what, today's what, June? 30th. 30th. I got a June 16th, so two weeks ago. I already spent twelve hundred dollars in the last fourteen days. Yoshi, <laughs> I need to put you on a budget. <laughs> but can I tell you something? Okay. A, a, a lot of it, um, a lot of it is like I spend money on. Um, for example, I spent one hundred seventy dollars in Vegas, taking my friend Tom, his wife, and two boys to crab whatever. Oh, that's sweet. So a, a lot of the twelve hundred I spent, I took people to dinner and stuff. But it was the people that you owed. They did a lot of stuff for me. Okay. So, like, every once in a while, you kind of have to spend because <laughs> I left all kinds of shit in Tom's place. I sleep there all the time. I eat, eat his food. Like, every once in a while, you kind of have to. Sp so, 
Out of the twelve hundred, I th I would imagine eight hundred was spent on friends like dinner or did something for them, you know. Yeah, but they've been helping you over the years. Yeah, so that, that's why. So I just wanted to let you know, like I wasn't spending something frivolous, you know. I just bought something for Ko Yan's sister because we stayed there. So I got I got there. I could have sent them flour, but I got them. They have three dogs. So I got them this uh, Donald Tr Trump chewable. It's like this a <laughs> doll. The dogs would chew it. That's and funny. I got a bag of like dog treats or whatever. Did I really need to spend 30 bucks? No, but that was like a second time we stayed there. They feed us. It's a nice place. So It's a deal for you because yeah, you would have paid 50 for a hotel. Maybe seven, 800 bucks. So like, yeah, it's a bit too much. But I'm at the point where within a week, I think I spent enough where kind of give back to people who have. Then after that, I just need to live um, cheaply. You're pretty good at that, though. I mean, I'm impressed that you've gone this far without having a normal nine to five. You've done really well. Well, this medical lab and, um, you know, um, although I'm busy, a lot of this stuff doesn't seem to convert into money. But, you know, you know, Mark Jones, we finished the comic book. We met my friend Yuka at the Stanley's place. And when she come back from Europe, we're going to meet with her um, um, comic book producing friend and see um, if, if, if this is something that we could work. I, don't, I haven't heard anything back from them to, uh, to know if they think the script is good or not. But just because you're not getting money for the work that you do doesn't mean it doesn't have value. No, no, I'm, I, I'm going to keep working on it. You're using the medical lab money to fund other efforts. Yeah. Um, so podcasting, doing other people's podcasts, do a bit of a traveling. It's not a personal attack on you. I'm co I'm complaining about. Oh, I, I I know 100. percent I'm complaining uh, about you, people who. I, I, I'll listen exactly what you're saying. I'm I'm complaining about people who say they don't have any money, and then I look at what the, the way they're living their life, and yeah. they they're working a nine to five job actually. And speaking of, you said your friends that look bad. They're working a nine to five job. They're overweight. They're sitting at a desk all day. They're miserable. Yeah. So they're actually selling their life blood away for this horrible job, yeah. and yet they're spending on a crap, keeping them in a bad financial situation. So uh, may maybe maybe it's a r irrational thinking, but um, I'm not really overly that concerned about the future. You know, like I think. Um, I hope you don't die in a poetic way, Yoshi. Why, uh, <laughs> Rose? You're gonna die haiku way. <laughs> yeah. No, um, Yoshi uh, died in my I shower when he came over to take a shower. I'm I'm doing all these little things. I don't know what they're gonna lead, but I'm. I'm 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 feeling more optimistic about the future because I am keeping myself busy and my roster of people that I'm, I know is getting bigger. Uh, I lost a couple of friends last four years. <laughs> I don't want to get into detail, but um, apparently I helped. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about Game of Thrones before we wrap up? Um, I actu actually, I will stop here. Oh my gosh! And then, then maybe I'll do a quick part two with Game of Thrones for like half an hour. Okay. And um, but. Um, Tell them about your podcast. Okay, so my podcast is Out of the Box Podcast. Um, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Although Stitcher just got bought out, I think. They did? And they're going to be another company. But um, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, or go to outoftheboxpodcast.com. We're now accepting alternative currency. So if you're want to, if you a nerd and you trade bitcoins or litecoins or uh, ether Wait a minute, what's coins? a litecoin? I never heard that before. So there's all sorts of alternative currency. Bitcoin is the main one, but there's Dogcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, um, all sorts of alternative currencies where they do the blockchain technology. Wow. And um, that's something 
Andrew's been investing as well, and we've done very, very well with alternative currency. That's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, what what about your Twitter account, Facebook uh, address? Twitter at Funny Rosie, although I don't tweet jokes, so I don't know why I chose Funny Rosie. It's more political stuff, finance stuff, uh, interesting politi- uh, interesting articles, and puppy pics. <laughs> All right, thanks, Rosie. Um, well, well, um, I'm just greedy because if I do another one, that's even for 30 minutes for Game of Thrones, that could be like another seven days that I need to. Um, All right, we'll do part one. We'll do part two later. Yeah. So this this is part one, and uh, well, thanks for listening, and uh, um, I am still trying to. <laughs> this has been dragging. <laughs> I'm having problem with my uh, friends in Denmark. Uh, they're very busy with their illegal magazine Denmark and London. So hopefully they're they're free in a couple months. But we still need to raise money uh, for the illegal magazine and about five grand that we need. So if you want to donate, just go yoshiden.com. You could click to donate. And uh, if you have a question, uh, you could email me at uh, dumbyoshi at gmail.com. So anyway, thanks for listening to part one, and uh, we'll do shortly um, Game of Thrones thing with Rosie. Thanks. Bye.